I'm Amanda, and, and we're Haley and Amanda. Amanda, and you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. I say we go right into our pledge. I'm feeling it today. I'm ready to pledge my allegiance to you. Oh you ready? <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America, and rarely in public is where we stand, one friendship. One friendship, oh not nation. Gosh. We're not a nation. I've never done that. But we're a friendship under God. Indivisible. Indivisible. Live purdy. And just us for all. It is not just us for all today. We have some special guests. And this is me doing a drum roll. With two little fingers. Hurry. There are, it hurts. They're my parents. They're, they're our parents. parents. <laughs> it might as well be my parents too because. Honestly, when you go to their house, you settle in like. Okay. A, we talk about that in the episode. Right, well, They'll hear. Yeah. So my parents are on the episode today. I teared up a few times and I left the conversation thinking it was one of the best we've ever had. And what it's about is perspective three three perspectives through quarantine especially at the beginning when we were mm -hmm. all stuck in our homes uh her parents just celebrated 35 years of marriage actually two days before our one year yeah yeah so it was the seasoned wise couple married oldly, couple oldly weds oldly weds. yeah she told me i could say that okay good and then <laughs> That the perspective from them of being quarantined together and then the newlywed perspective of our first year of marriage during quarantine. Free, free, free. And then Haley as a single person during quarantine being by and yourself. I know. And moving into a house after living with you for so long and then quarantine. But I love this conversation because we get to hear from these three different perspectives I learned a lot from your parents, Me too. honestly, about how they approached things. Um, I learned a lot from my own marriage in this time that I think I share. And I really thought you were insightful, my dear. Well, that's nice. You didn't hear the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did we cut you off? Yeah. But, you know, it, one thing that we do touch on at the end that I love is that the reason we were doing this was to hear different perspectives because everybody feels like they're kind of going through this in a different way. But the truth is that we all are have something that we're sharing during this time. We're all going through this together, together differently, but the same. Yeah. And so it, we're all in the same situation, but we're doing it in different in different scenarios we thought about naming the episode well first of all we Not weren't thinking we weren't right. thinking we were going to call it i was actually thinking about um i was going to say spanish omelet what three what okay i don't know quarantine three, three ways. ways and then we realized <laughs> You could that we read could be that as a quarantine three-way, which is not no, like what all the, the three ways we've had during quarantine. Haley mm -hmm. Ryan, I know your parents are on this episode, and you know what? And that's not what we mean. <laughs> it's not what we meant. It's just three different perspectives of of quarantine. How are we going to say that shortly? I don't know. Let's well, see. Here we are. We're going to go in with uh, Haley's parents, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Well, okay, I heard that you guys celebrated Thanksgiving at Haley's house. We did. And the food it was, was so really fun. good. It was really good. I heard you had really good food too, though. Yeah, my husband decided to cook a 16-pound turkey for two people. 
Well, only because that's probably the smallest he could find, right? No, it's because he wanted leftovers for a month. <laughs> well, I I told them that that happened, and I was like, "Can you believe he did that, Dad? He did that for two mm -hmm. people." And I and he said, "Well, mine's 19. <laughs> Four people." Well, Mr. Yeah. Leonard, your turkey turned out amazing. It was really good. How'd you cook it? On the Traeger. Is that, is that, what's a Traeger? It's like a smoker. Electric. So do you just. Like electric grill smoker. Michael knows what they are. Okay. Can I tell y'all what I want for Christmas from you guys? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I hope we haven't already. I hope we already bought it. No, no this, is, this just... is what I want. And this is, it's very specific. Uh -huh, yeah. If you want me to write it, it down, I will. We have this recorded. Well, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I want a night at the Yale residence where Mr. Yale <laughs> makes meatloaf. I get the ends <laughs> <laughs> to paint my nails. <laughs> with Mrs. nail kit. I get to take okay. a bath in your bath, wear your, <laughs> wear your robe. I get to uh -huh. indulge in all the benefits of your house. It sounds, it sounds like Go ahead. a regular night at that when you come over. <laughs> I was gonna say, it sounds like Amanda being spoiled at my house. Which is every- Pampered, time. we'll call it pampered. Pampered. Where she normally is when she comes over. I know they both are. Oh my God. <laughs> it's my favorite when we come over. You, <laughs> you over rev. You really settle in <laughs> more than me. <laughs> Consider your wishes granted. This episode is about living through the quarantine, and I'm talking about the quarantine at the beginning of the pandemic, where we were stuck in our houses for several months like and especially mm -hmm. at the beginning we weren't even seeing family or Kaylee and I weren't even seeing each other because mm -hmm. we all had to we all had to do that initial quarantine to make we make sure we were all safe mm -hmm. we did it for like the whole month of it was 21 days it was March and into April because <clears> I remember <throat> Easter we were all separate <clears throat> and everything like that yep so the perspective here is the newlyweds, the single, yeah. and the married for mm -hmm. 35 years. Hey, congrats for being married for 35 years. Thank you. Thanks. We're trying to catch up with your parents. I know my parents just celebrated 50. <laughs> Woo. I know. Crazy. That's because that you're crazy. younger. Yeah, y'all are younger than them, though, so. If you were oh, married it's, since it's, it's rare that we are. <laughs> I was about to say if you were married for 50 years, I'd be scared. As a newlywed, I would love to hear some advice from a, a couple who's lasted for 35 years in a great marriage. What are what's some of y'all's <laughs> like great advice for what has made your marriage work and last? You buy your husband gifts that are really for you. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> or I buy my own gifts. <laughs> Sometimes. That works for me. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I, I, 
think mainly, and he says it a lot, you know, it's about communication and going with the flow. <laughs> I just said that. I told her she, I we talked that. before and she asked me a couple of things and I said those very two things. And she repeated them. <laughs> so wait, communication. Because it was so true. And going with the communication flow. Communication. Yeah, mm-hmm. for his part. Yeah. What do you mean by that, Mr. Yale, <laughs> going with the flow? I know, I'm interested. Go with the flow? That's like saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. Okay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and he really does that sometimes. Like, sometimes. he doesn't really, he doesn't really necessarily. That's called communication. <laughs> I was about to say. It sounds like you start with good, honest communication, but if it doesn't work, you revert to going with the flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh-huh. that's what you learn over the 35 years is where that breaking point is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I think no, I, that- I mess up sometimes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I admit it. And I do as well. So I'll go ahead and admit it. But I think that part of it is humor as well. I mean, we really do have fun together. We yeah. have been friends for a friends for a long time. I mean, even, you know, we had that initial attraction in, in chemistry and, you know, mm-hmm. the falling in love and all that. I was still friends then. <laughs> he was friendly. Like the benefit. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> friendly. And, tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that we, even after that part of it, we decided that we were, we were good friends. I mean, I think we are still good friends. I mean, I think it's important, you know, that we, he's my confidant and he's my, um, I can be comfortable saying or doing whatever I need to do with him more than anyone else. I mean, I, you know, our friend Cindy that, you know, I remember when I first met her, she, I said something about going home and she said, well, why don't you just stay over? And I said, no, I said, I really like my boyfriend, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> and so and she said, I always remember that you said that you didn't say that you loved him, although I knew you did, but you said that you liked him. Yeah. And so I think it's important to like each other a lot. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. one thing to be in love, but it's another thing to be trying to work through problems and you know, sitting down and talking with your best friend about, you know, and they can be honest with you. You two know this. It's kind of the same mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be able to be willing to say what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And they ha- and then you have to be willing to accept what they're going to say to you. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest things for us is that we really decided a long time ago that divorce wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. even though there were moments um but there always there's always going to be moments i mean you've got to mm-hmm. i like that song you have kind of you have to build a bridge over troubled waters and get mm-hmm. to the other side so that is something that i really like and um i think that we decided we were going to be it was our jobs as husband and wife to find out how we could bring out the best in the other person yeah. and so i think i personally and i think he has too worked hard at making each other the best we can be. Well, and I, as your daughter, watching you have seen <clears throat> that you try to bring the best out in each other, but what's so magical is that actually you're using your best qualities. Like you're, I mean, I know like when you guys first met that 
mom, you had my brother, Jake, you had a son and you were a single mom and, Mm -hmm. and dad, he had, I hope I'm not oversharing, but, um, dad had, you know, a daughter, but he was living here without her and he was real. He's such a caretaker. And Mm -hmm. I just remember you guys telling me when you met that, you know, he was really anxious to really take care of someone kind of, and, you know, use all of that Mm -hmm. affection that he really wanted to give to someone and build a family. Mm -hmm. And you were like, exhausted you know <laughs> and, exactly. and you were like well, this is perfect yeah that's why i had a two-year-old with me all the time mm-hmm. day and night by myself you know I literally about that. Had to, jake was two yeah wow yeah mm-hmm. and so i was planning laundry how, how do i get the laundry done you know get to the laundromat so i can do the laundry with a, a two-year-old with me Um, you know, but he was, and I think that what was good about that is he wanted to care for somebody and I needed to be cared for. That's right. You know, so literally like our second date was him cooking dinner at his house and saying, Hey, I got, I got this all covered. Don't worry about it. And I thought, Hey, what's that like? You know? So um, I am so going to buy that man a Traeger one day. That's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, don't care if it's Mother's Day. Yeah, and you know he still cooks to this day, as you both well know and have spoken of, even on this podcast. But um, yeah, I mean he, we, and I think at some point we figured out what, and I'm doing all the talking, this dear. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's at some how it goes. point we figured out. That's going with the flow. At the same time. <laughs> you know, I think communication too is it's listening. <laughs> Well, I think that we found out, I think it takes a while to, and and this is just our philosophy, I guess, is that you have to find balance, Mm -hmm. even if it's not what the normal things are. You know, y'all know, for instance, that I, I work a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark loves to cook and he um, came from a family with four sisters and his mom and his dad in the Navy. And so he has done a lot of those things that um, such as cooking or he's not, a, you know, he's a good, he cleans well. I do a lot of cleaning too, but he does certain things that he likes to do. Well, and um, like sewing you know. and mending things. I mean, yeah, he can sew and he can mend things. He can, uh, you know, also, but he would never want to go clean a closet out. Like, I mean, the linen closet, I may go in there and organize it, but that's not his thing. He doesn't want to do that. That's not part of his taking care of, you know, but I paid, you know, we decided one day that he hated paying bills. He'd been paying Mm -hmm. bills forever, taking care of the finances. And I went, Oh, I can do that. You know? So I have taken care of all of that for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And the trade off is I get to have breakfast in the morning when Mm -hmm. he cooks, because he loves to cook his breakfast and I get to have dinner. Then once or twice a week, we give him a break and and I cook, no, not really. We eat out. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I cook, not really. No, we not, eat out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I so no, but I think that it is about that. Yeah. I, something I love that you said was that, you know, love is part of it, but after mm-hmm. love, there's that genuine connection mm-hmm. with that person. And, and something, my brother did a reading at our wedding mm. and he mm-hmm. about, that once uh, it's like love marriage is like two trees and once Mm -hmm. the pretty blossoms have fallen and you know that the season has changed 
It's about right. the roots underneath growing towards each mm-hmm. other. Do they grow towards each other? Right. Because love is more than the feeling mm-hmm. that feelings fade and we change and we're mm-hmm. very emotional beings and we go through stages, but it's that mm-hmm. and you find someone who is your true comfort and mm-hmm. right. you feel uh, that the friendship with, who you feel connected yeah. to beyond the love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you don't right. have love anymore, but I love that you said that because- oh, no. Even in one year of marriage, even though our first year was through a pandemic, it is, you go through seasons where things are tough and you're not mm-hmm. having the, Absolutely. the feelings. You're not having the, oh, you're, I'm obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, get away mm-hmm. from me. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is true. That you, you, you love that person. Oh, hold on one sec. One second. I think they're delivering food or something. Oh, we'll be right over. Oh, I thought he was going to get it. Uh, he, was, he had it delivered. Um, Sorry. But I was just saying that it, it's about having what you what you were saying, the, the friendship mm-hmm. at the base of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Right. So, so yeah, it is. Yeah. It's that you have to have something to, I'm sorry, have something to fall back on. I mean, the love and the ooey gooey, like you said, is not going to be there every minute of every day. And so you better have that friendship to fall back on and you better really, you, you better when you're choosing, choose somebody that you like. Right. So, uh, and there's, and it's, it's real easy to give up. It's easy to say, you know, um, forget it. I'm just going to get a divorce. That's the easiest way to do it or separate mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think you have to be committed to that. That is, I mean, in the first five years of marriage, I think you really try to figure all that out. And that's, I hate, it makes me sad when I see people in the first five years of marriage decide that they're just going to, right. it wasn't right. Cause it, you don't know that. Yeah. My parents always said divorce is completely off the table for us, but yeah. murder. is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, right. and I, I mean, smart people, your parents. I know that Amanda feels the same way about her parents, but like it's so refreshing to have an example of someone that doesn't give up, you know, because mm-hmm. honestly, it, I feel like, and I'm even, I'm thinking about our own family, like most, and even. I mean, there's just divorces just everywhere and, and it's okay, but it's Uh just really refreshing to know that it's possible Uh to not give up Uh since you guys say that you like each other so much and that you have all (laughs) of this to fall back on. Why don't you tell us what, uh, that transition was like when you found out that you weren't gonna go to work anymore you had to set up home offices six feet away from each other and be non-stop together through a pandemic for the foreseeable future mm. well <laughs> I you know actually the part or the unknown part that was kind of scary for me was not going to work anymore because after you go to work for like 40, 50 years, that's just normal. Mm-hmm. Now, when I stay home, it wouldn't have mattered if she was here or if she wasn't here. It was still kind of scary for me. Yeah. So her being here 
made it, I think it was easier. Mm -hmm. And I never even once thought about, you know, that was going to be an issue, us being here together. Mm. And that's, I kind of liked it because with the pandemic and things being, I don't know, risky going out, this way she could stay in and I didn't have to worry about her. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that is sweet. Um, I think. I think for. I don't. I think he's right. I think you know. At the beginning, we didn't know what to expect, and I think we were all. And same thing with me. I've worked thirty-five years at the same place, you know. So and gone to work every single day, and never worked from home really. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a short period of time in the beginning, but I think that we neither one, I think probably both of us were mostly focused on how are we going to survive at home our jobs, you know, so getting set up, you know, having all the equipment we needed, you know, like you said, I'm at the big dining room table, the kitchen separates us and then he's in the kitchen. So, um, cause we downsized and we don't have an extra room really to do that. So, um, but I think that for us and we are kind of this way anyway, is that we plan. I mean, we're kind of planners. So, you know, we figured out early on, I knew that he had a call every morning at 7am, a zoom call. Well, I had to get from the bedroom of getting ready and come to the, to the dining room table without being on his zoom call, because at that point we didn't know how to lock out the background. So, so I mean, And she didn't want to be in the background. I don't get it. <laughs> No, and then so she was dressed. But I literally could tell you that he has a seven o'clock call now. I can say he has a seven o'clock every morning at seven o'clock, seven to fifteen, seven thirty. He has another meeting, and at eight o'clock, he has it every day, but Tuesday and Thursday. So I mean, we know each other's schedule. And I have a staff meeting on Thursdays. He has, I mean, but we had to be careful because we're so so close in proximity that we didn't want our Zoom calls to be heard on the other person's Zoom call. But, you know, it's worked out pretty well. We uh, yes. we know what days meetings are. We know Mark's been kicked out onto the patio a few times when he had meetings or I've been into another room, you know, to sit on a bed and, and do a Zoom call. But, you know, I think even with the pandemic, with especially in the business world, that everyone in the beginning was trying to be so you know, let's make sure I look professional and doing this Mm -hmm. and doing that. And now I've seen people on Zoom calls that have the beds not made behind them, you know, so (laughs) it's like, so people have gotten more relaxed and more used to it. People have children at home, you know, so, but I think for him and I, um, the big thing we've done in our marriage for a long time, which I find very sweet is, you know, over 20 years ago, my father passed away and we had, while he was sick, prayed as a family. Well, of course, when the kids left and they're, you know, we're empty nesters now, he still comes to my bedside and we start every day with prayer. And so I think that is something that makes a big difference in our lives that we start with that every day Mm -hmm. and uh, that we are watching out for each other. And if I could give any advice to a young couple or, you know, it's not going to work for you too much, Haley, but uh, for a young couple is that know what, be in tune with what's going on with them because the pandemic is big and some days it affects me more than it affects him. And some Mm -hmm. days it affects Haley more than it affects me. And so Mm -hmm. I can tell when it's not really work bothering him and he's stressed and that um, there's something I can do to calm him. And then there's days where he's able to do some things to calm me. And sometimes it's just, Hey, 
what do you want for lunch? I'll order some lunch and bring it in or whatever, you know, what it's just something to take his mind off of what's really going on. So yeah, I don't know if that well, helps. or not. No, it, it sounds like you guys, maybe because of being married for as long as you have when, when a big crisis hit like this, you were each other's comfort. And mm -hmm. also yeah. you kind of know, I'm sure this wasn't the first hard thing you've ever dealt with. So mm -hmm. it was easy to find. Yeah. So, okay. But can you, can you be honest and tell us like maybe one thing that's been difficult, each of you, like one thing that's been difficult from being pretty much a hundred percent at home together? Well, because what I was going to also say is I find it so interesting that, you know, we all have someone, at least one, maybe two people that we intimately share our lives with, you know, and it mm -hmm. seems like they know everything about you. Right. But right. even those people you're separate from them at work, probably. And yeah, you and you have this whole world where you're this, mm -hmm. you're not a different person per se, but they're not a part of that. Right. Part and, of you. Right. And you take on this role and you have to, you're in charge of this and this and this, and this is how stuff mm -hmm. works. And then all of mm -hmm. a sudden that worlds collide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know, I know for myself, I've, I've built some really good relationships with people that I work with. I mentor well, I've been told that. I share my experiences. And here at House, it's hard to share. Hmm. Someone that when, knows everything? No, I mean, <laughs> with the people at work, I mean, you, do you have to do it on a Teams meeting or a phone call? Oh. And things that you need hmm. to see people with the facial expressions and stuff mm, yeah. are really vital. Yeah. Well, and I think for us, what, what you're, what one of the things you were asking about is that it's probably, I'm like, why, why, why do you keep talking to that guy on the phone? Like, you know, they're just talking about nothing. And I'm thinking, you know, I, as far as struggles, I'm like, why do you keep talking to him about stuff that's not even business? You know, so I mean, in loud, so, you know, I'm just like, stop. Then when I, it's the same thing, I think, for him though I get on my staff meeting and people are laughing and having a good time and just you know we don't see each other so when we do get on that zoom meeting it's like everybody's trying to share everything in an hour and he's <laughs> when I get off he goes y'all are the loudest people <laughs> you know so I think some of that like just getting on our nerves a little bit is I'm uh, hearing the background going this <laughs> yeah he's trying to check me out like, lower no. the volume <laughs> yeah exactly so I mean but I, I, I think that it has been trying sometimes. I'll give you an example. He, this is kind of crazy. He, for his company, decided he was going to go back to work recently, two days a week on Monday and Tuesday. So the first day he did that, I had been in this house with someone always. So basically, unless he happened to go to the grocery store, we even had groceries delivered. So, um, you know, that so, first couple months. Yeah. And so the first day he left, I was kind of anxious. I thought, wait mm -hmm. you know am right. i gonna like this or not <laughs> well on day two i got through day one and then on day two well then he came home from work and this was kind of irritating because when you're working at home at a company that sound right <laughs> working at home, <laughs> working at home with someone usually you're working more than because you're that's right here so you don't get up turn your computer off, get in your car, go home, and then start, you know, that's different for us. I mean, we, we normally did that in the past. Well, I'm, he comes home, and he's all done with everything, and I'm still working. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be different. 
you know, because he's not having to work right now. He's not going to work late or anything. Well, then he, the second day, I was fine with it. I thought, man, I got a lot done. There's no one here. Not It's not distracting. But then the next week, I even was more used to it. Well, then someone ended up with COVID, bless their heart. And so they had them all come back home. <laughs> so, so now we're back to where we were in the beginning. So, yeah, so it's been some different things for us. But, you know, I'm good either way. Uh, it, it's fine either way. Whatever he, makes him the most productive. And he does not really like working at home. And I hated it in the beginning, but now I've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah. So we'll all have to get used to going back to the office. Yeah. You know? When we when I did go back to the office, same kind of um, scariness I had of when people said, "Hey, you got to go home and work." Mm-hmm. I had the same thing when going they back. said, "Hey, you got to go back to work." And I'm going, "That's oh, right." Yeah. Crazy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I went to pick my mom up uh, from her house, which is kind of probably 25 miles away from me here. And uh, I realized I hadn't drove a car very, I hadn't even drove a car that far. (laughs) I didn't know how long. I mean, everything's in the right ear. So I thought. So quick, like we adjust to our new situation so quickly. I I found the same thing. It's so weird that we get used to stuff. Well, and I I think that because it was such a scary, trying situation for all of us, we mm-hmm. extra grasped onto the things that would bring us comfort and like extra made new norms as fast as possible because we all love routine and we all like find comfort in that. And so we were like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the beginning you were like, I hate that I'm working from home. This has totally messed up my routine. But then you're like, but you know what? Let me as- hurry and establish a new norm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. grasp onto the things that bring me the most comfort. And then mm-hmm. it just all changes again. Mm-hmm. I think I think what was good for me and Mark and I both did the same thing. And he still is better at it probably than I am. But um, my boss said, be sure you get up and keep your normal routine that you get up, you get ready for work basically. And I did that every day for a long time. And so did he, he still, he still does it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I get up and get ready for work, but not to the extreme. I got ready to work before work before, you know, I'm dressed a little more casual. I might, you know, I might put my hair in a ponytail. I might, you know, whatever that is. But I do think that that's what helped us adjust in the beginning is that we stayed in a routine of doing those type of things. And we still do. We, we eat lunch at a certain time. We do what we did at the office and it helps some. Yeah. So I think that was easy, easier for me maybe because I had those, those team meetings every morning yeah. at seven o'clock uh-huh. and people wanted to see my face. That's right. Yeah. And so, so yeah, yeah Who I wouldn't? up ready at seven but it is and i start work at seven too so it's like that's oh. my normal schedule seven to four you know or seven to twelve whatever <laughs> Midnight, i was about you know. to say your window your uh scheduling has <laughs> kind of gone out the window <laughs> i do start at seven though or a little bit before but yeah. i wonder yeah. if you so. guys had worked from home your entire marriage if you would have been married for 35 years <laughs> probably Probably. I mean, I think, I think by then we probably be, wouldn't be working at um, the kitchen and dining room tables. <laughs> well, that would be true. <laughs> We'd probably have an, an office. Well, and you remember when you were younger, we had an office. 
Hmm. I barely remember that. Yeah. Well, it it was your bedroom and then it was an office. Hmm. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think we would have survived anyway. I mean, I think it's about determination sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, so my situation was different because obviously we had gotten married in November and then the mm-hmm. pandemic hit in March. So we were yep. really newlyweds. And honestly, Haley was living with us until January because of my house. house wasn't ready. Right. Yeah, her, her house was under construction that she just bought. So that was, I mean, January to March was only a couple months of Michael and I really being alone and starting our home together mm-hmm. in our own routine. And mm-hmm. Also, what else is different for us is that Michael didn't work for the first Mm. first six months Mm -hmm. of that. So it wasn't like how y'all were working in different parts of the home. So uh, I keep calling him Michael, but Maris, that's what we we call call him Maris. Yes, that's right. He's an an independent contractor. And so Mm -hmm. he, we made the decision together that even though it would might be a little tight, be financially because of the situation we didn't want to risk him being in a work environment because because construction was considered uh essential essential so it kept going yeah so the jobs were still going but we were so afraid of the virus because a teacher from my work died the first week of uh, when we got shut down at March from the from the virus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he didn't have any underlying condition and then a student died that's what I was going to say and then it was a student so it kind of showed that it could be any age, age range and yeah. then Michael's boss oh yeah not, well it wasn't his boss because he's an independent contractor but the guy he was working with on the job site tested positive for COVID on that first part of March so it was it for us it, it hit really close so we took it very seriously. I know a lot of people were skeptical uh-huh. at first, but because it hit for us so close at the beginning, we weren't willing to take any chances. So we decided as a couple that Michael wouldn't go back to work until July. So that means from March, which it ended up being <laughs> September that he went back to work. And, and as a teacher, I went uh-huh. back to work in September. Uh, we were home together as a newlywed couple, him not working, me working as a teacher for a couple of months at the beginning. Um, Uh And it was very hard. Now, I'll tell you, at the beginning, Uh like in March and April, we really Uh leaned in towards each other because Uh we were each other's comfort in a Uh really crazy time. And it was hectic and we were scared. And so Uh we were each other's comfort. But then... I think also because Michael not working, he mm-hmm. was, you know, when your hands are empty, it's like, what do you do with them? He was anxious about not working where mm-hmm. our finances were tight. I mean, we weren't in trouble, but we were being very careful. So it wasn't like we could do things with money that distracted us, like buying stuff or anything like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. we were still learning how to live together, you know, and, right. uh, things, you know, things we, we're in a, a little side of a duplex. And so we don't have mm-hmm. much room to separate and space out. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of challenges that we were facing like day after day there for a while. And I was right. telling Haley, it kind of felt like our first few years of marriage smashed into 
yeah few months yeah Yeah. because we just kept facing Mm -hmm. like things that I don't think would have come up so quickly right first year we were facing them day after day you know because Mm -hmm. like oh you do things this way oh you handle things this way oh you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you're you're Mm -hmm. kind of seeing things all at once at a very fast pace and so right I remember at the very beginning, we were, I know we all kind of like Brene Brown. Uh, we were watching on her Instagram. She had like this church mm-hmm. service on Sundays and she would do this mm-hmm. prayer. And she was, mm-hmm. you would repeat after her because she, I think she's, I don't remember which denomination she is, but you, it's like a liturgical prayer. I wanted to say like Episcopalian or something. Yeah, and you, you repeat after what she says, like, Lord, hear our prayer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things right. she was talking about was how domestic violence has gone up so much and all mm-hmm. these things. And, and we, she was exactly. praying for those families and saying, Lord, hear our prayer. And I felt so blessed that mm-hmm. I was safe in my home. You know, a lot of perspective. Yes, it gave a lot yeah. of perspective. Like I'm with somebody who who's kind, who cares about me. I'm safe right. here. And yeah. it gave a lot of perspective. And so- right. I, for me as a newlywed, now that we're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we both started working again in September where I was going back as right. a teacher and he started going back, um, to the construction sites. I, I can say that there were some times that were really difficult for us to navigate because mm-hmm. we had never it, remotely anything in my life has never been like that situation because, right. I've never been married. I've never been through a pandemic. So we're navigating a really difficult situation together as a couple united. And um, it, it taught me a lot about our longevity. You know, Mm -hmm. it taught me that this is my partner and I I could get emotional because, you know, I lost both my uncles this year, one to COVID and and one from another um, disease, and and my husband was my rock. And mm-hmm. whenever I would get really anxious about this virus, he, I could I could lean in on him, like kind of how you were saying days right. where you would be right. having a hard day, you mm-hmm. could lean on Mister Yale, right. vice versa. Mm-hmm. There were days mm-hmm. that I knew it was really hard for me, and I needed him, and he was strong mm-hmm. for me, and then vice versa. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you've got to be able to come into tune with that, you know, yeah. some. And you, I wouldn't doubt, Amanda, that your marriage is probably going to be much stronger from being able to navigate all of that so quickly. Mm-hmm. And that these things that have happened in your marriage, and I know you and Michael, and that you, how much you do love each other. So I know that that is probably going to be a benefit to you. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will turn that for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's funny because we just, we celebrated one year anniversary, literally last mm-hmm. week. And happy my, anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> my brother-in-law, he had made a video of our wedding, which I need to share with you guys. But mm-hmm. uh, he, one of the videos was the entire wedding ceremony, like the audio of it and the video. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you can hear mm-hmm. our vows. And yeah. it's really interesting because I said things from my heart that day because we wrote our own Mm -hmm. vows that I really meant and still mean, but it almost seems very childish 
Mm-hmm. Now that I've been living it for a year, because right. the things that I really appreciate about him mm-hmm. and the way that I feel about him are so much deeper, even after a year than that right. moment where I thought I loved him to like the pinnacle, you know, yeah, like my exactly. heart. And, yeah. uh, and so I think, you know, it's just like anything when things are hard and difficult, mm-hmm. usually that's this test that pulls out something very mm-hmm. valuable. The character. Yeah. The character. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it builds your character. Yeah. So for me, mm-hmm. while I look back at this year and think it was such a difficult year when we were celebrating our one year anniversary, Michael was saying, this is the best year of my life because you mm-hmm. and I hmm. got to go through all of this together. Mm-hmm. And I had you as a mm-hmm. partner to go through it with. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, mm-hmm. that, that made a lot of sense. Like it was the worst year and the best year mm-hmm. for, for our. Right. It's, yeah, exactly. So I think yeah, actually I, a, a lot of people are saying a similar thing about the year. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. when we interviewed the kids and we yeah. asked the kids, you know, what would you do if you could change anything? And they would say, well, we want to get rid of COVID. But then we would ask mm-hmm. them if it was, if COVID was all bad or if they liked some parts. And they would all right. say that they liked some parts. Why? Because they got to spend more time with their family and they got to really play with their parents. They had downtime with their mm-hmm. parents, you know. And I, I would say, you know, as this being a year that was my first time, well, not my first time living alone, but, you know, Amanda's my best friend. We've lived together for many years. She had a big transition in her life and getting married. I bought my first home. And then when I moved into it, I thought, you know, we're just going to slowly just change this situation and then pandemic. And so yeah. because my, because Haley and I spent every second, you guys know, of every day together mm-hmm. as roommates right. the past six years. So we thought it would be a slow transition from that as I got married and then it immediately separated us like a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And obviously that was a dip, that was very difficult at the beginning and there's still difficult days. Um, but in keeping with what we were saying that like best year, worst year, I don't know if I would say it's my best year of my life, but I know that I was pushed to grow into new parts of myself that I may not have grown into so quickly Mm -hmm. if it wasn't a pandemic that forced me to not be able to run to all the outlets that I may have run to, to like, you know, I'm uncomfortable, maybe I'll go for a trip. Or I'm uncomfortable with this transition, maybe I'll go to, I don't know, a a social gathering, you know, so I think all of that this year, this big change that I could have maybe, you know, gone through more on the surface, I was forced Mm -hmm. to really look inward and spend time by myself and figure out who I really am and who I really want to become. And, you know, what kind of woman do I want to be when I come out of this and for a future partner that I will have. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I, I tend towards being an extrovert. 
obviously you're, you're I, a huge people person i love connecting with people i love meeting strangers i love going to bars by myself so i can you know meet new people or see you know talk to talk to a new person i mean because that excites me but i so that's a part that was a little bit difficult for me but i also there were moments and I think it was a similar moment as what you were talking about with the Brene Brown prayer, where, you know, I'm like, you know, just wading in the water over here of my sorrow that I'm living alone in a house by myself. Wah. And then I was like, oh, there's people that actually feel scared in their home. Oh, I just bought my first yeah, house. I own a home. I... I love it. I have a dog that I love. I, you know, my best friend doesn't live too far away. And then it all kind of started to shift. And also I was hearing um, friends that are trapped at home alone with their three kids. And in the beginning, uh -huh. you know, parents that were at home working, taking care of their kids and then teaching their kids. And then I would complain to them about, oh, it's so quiet at my house. <laughs> And they're like, what I would <laughs> And I'm sure even oh, you guys, if you would talk to a couple with kids and you're like, oh, yeah, we're all alone, you know, home office. But like dad's cooking you breakfast every morning or, you know, you're taking care of this and you just have each other. I mean, I was yeah. like, maybe I really need to see this year as a gift. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it is in some ways, I'm sure. I mean. We did. Um, we can sit for, we sit half the day now and never say anything. I'm working, he's working, you know, it's not, you know, but we know that I know he's right over there, you know, or whatever, uh, but, you know, but sometimes even that, like Amanda was talking about, um, it's kind of can be irritating because he's over there working. And then I say, Hey, Mark, I have a question. He's like, what? You know? like, like I'm in the middle of reading something or really <laughs> trying to figure something out mm -hmm. and i want to know what we're having and, for dinner and she wants to chat <laughs> <laughs> so it's all work i mean most of the time go, it's all whoa. work yeah yeah so i gotta start this whole thing over again because mm -hmm. my mind just got yeah. sidetracked i'm sure everybody yeah. but, has like the things that are for, like the parents yeah, and the kids and mm -hmm. married couples and then being alone and feeling maybe lonely and like you want the yeah. noise you know, they right. say the grass is always greener, but it, totally. it's true. It's you kind of miss the things you don't have in all perspectives. Mm -hmm. Right. I actually, I think that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think I remember, Amanda, whenever you came for my birthday. Is that right? You came to Haley's for my birthday. That was one of the first times every, everyone was just together a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember you saying, I'm so, I hope Michael really doesn't listen to this. But he's saying, you know, and we talked about each other, you know, with each other. You need a minute. I don't care if it's married. You're, I'm talking to a newlywed. You're talking to a woman that's been married 35 years. And we're saying, you know what? I just need a moment away. You know, yeah. I need for you to be able to go do your stuff and me be able to go and sit with the girls and do whatever and say whatever, you know? So I think those are things we have to recognize that we mm -hmm. know it's time. You know, I need to go spend the night at Haley's or whatever that is, you know, but even after 35 years of marriage, you know, I know I can walk away to another room, but sometimes you feel trapped inside of this house with, totally. with someone you love, but you still need to go and have a different, uh, 
landscape. Yeah. You know, it needs to be a different view, something different, you know. It's that so balance I you think, were talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, it is sometimes you have to do it. And sometimes I call Cindy up and say, hey, coming to stay the night. You know, I'm sure a lot of couples don't mm-hmm. do that, but, or I need some girl time or whatever that is, you know. Well, but, but I like the... A, I like the positive spin on wanting something different, though, because, you know, initially that would have sort of a negative connotation like, oh, I want to get away yeah. from this person. But no. the truth is that it makes you really appreciate what you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I'll find a partner one day and I'll have kids and I'll be in all the loud noise and it makes me appreciate, you know. Mm -hmm. these times and also me not having the social engagements yeah that might be Mm -hmm. hard but it's making me appreciate those social engagements how much I really love to be you know cozied Mm -hmm. up with people that even I might not know and like uh, you guys appreciating that you have a friend to escape to and also that you have a place to come Mm -hmm. right back to you know exactly and Pete, he will, he appreciates, he likes to be at home. So I think that he appreciates that whenever I say to him, I think I'm going to go and hang out with Haley or Cindy or whoever that is. And he's, he's kind of, yeah, <laughs> bye-bye. He's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> Coming back. You know? But I think you have to know when those things, when it's a, that is part of building your marriage. You have to be able to say to someone, I need some space, yeah. you know? And so I probably do it more than he does. But, he does. I mean, he needs to, I can tell even when he won't say it, you know, I can go, Oh, you know, that he's getting irritated with everything I say or do. <laughs> so let me get, let me give you some space. <laughs> so, but I won't right. say that. No, <laughs> cause he's going with the flow. Going, going with, with the, the flow. flow. That's right. Yes. That's good communication. Mm-hmm. Not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> knowing when not to say it well thank you guys for sharing your perspective and i think it's it's super interesting to me to hear how y'all navigated and i mean i know i was there for Haley, but just hearing her perspective and even mine as a newlywed it's just we all faced this pandemic i was telling michael on the walk the other day we were having i I, to me this has shown me how resilient Mm -hmm. I can be. Oh, absolutely. And how much I can adapt. Like what we were saying Mm -hmm. is almost scary to go back to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can adapt. And and if things change and get hard, we're able Mm -hmm. to work through them and and change to to make it work. And so I think we've all done very well. I'm curious to see curious to see how not to interrupt, but to hear see how children turn out that have been through this. And you know, my my yeah. granddaughter started the first grade in Brooklyn. I mean, you know, they they've, they've all learned about masks and um, protecting others. And I, it worried me at first. I thought, are they going to be have anxiety? Are they going to be are they going to be afraid to be close to people? Haley and I had a discussion mm-hmm. about this yesterday but I don't I think they're gonna probably be resilient like you said mm-hmm. and I think they're probably gonna be stronger for what's taking place mentally and physically mm-hmm. you know so I I, I think I they can, will respect other people's space you know my granddaughter every time I came into her room with her she was putting her mask on I was like you need to put your mask on <laughs> so um, but I, I get it you know so I think that, that we're all way more resilient for it 
Well, and Brooklyn, my five-year-old niece, she talked to my dad and she said, granddad, you know, this is my first pandemic I've ever been through. And he goes, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of, that's what I was going to say is another kind of hidden beauty of this whole pandemic was that there was no one that was immune to it. And I didn't really mean to use a like health term, but it's sort of, even though we were all, this is obviously a scary thing. It was kind of a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing to know that like everyone was affected. Everyone was Mm -hmm. going through the same anxiety and everyone was, you know, adjusting their lives. You know, I would see my friends in Spain send me videos of them waving to people from their porches. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I feel so far away from these people and they live different lives or in a different time zone but they're going through the exact same thing I am. People in Asia, Mm -hmm. kids, Mm -hmm. grandparents, Mm -hmm. married people, single people, all just, you know, adjusting. feel a little bit united and like you're not, you're not going through it alone, even maybe Mm -hmm. if you are alone. Right. Yeah. I was watching today, if we revert back to the beginning of this, which I thought brought things back to perspective for me is that, when I saw the people, they were showing, do we remember in the beginning when people were hanging out the windows and singing together in New York mm-hmm. and that they were all clapping for all of the frontline workers and, and such, you know? So, yeah, I think it, some of these things make us stronger as a human body, you know? Yeah. So um, thanks for letting us be a part of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, we love so, you. We love you. We love you. I love your parents. I love them more. They are my parents too. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't mind sharing them with you. And honestly, I've been sharing mine. I know. We're just, we got to get each other's family when we became best friends. That's pretty cool. We got four parents, yo. They really keep us in line, but not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd consider us lucky. I do too. And I really enjoyed that episode. I hope everybody listening that you don't feel alone during this weird year and that we all had different experiences and sometimes it was hard and sometimes it was joyful and it was life. It was a mix and it was kind of on steroids and heightened and that's Mm -hmm. okay. We're all kind of forced to figure stuff out this year. And I think that's what we all shared was we're all kind of forced to go inward and figure out how to get through a hard time. Yeah. So if you would follow us at Haley and Amanda to get more of this content in your <laughs> lives. We did post quite a day <laughs> last week, our whole DIY decor day. Decor <laughs> DIY, where we we did all of our Christmas decor. And honest to God, I mean, I've watched so many cheesy Hallmark movies about Christmas and I can't <laughs> stop. I know we weren't going to talk about this, but you did freak out and tell me about the, what is it, the home, the Christmas makeover? It was horrible. She said, I thought that that was going to be our favorite thing, and she said it was But I got to be honest, like, I love going to your house to watch the cheesy movies, because when I watch them here, Maris gives me these looks like, <laughs> you're a dumb person. <laughs> and, like, especially the princess switch again. <laughs> Today I posted, wait. The princesses switch again? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that they made another one, but I was playing it while I was making a garland and, and Maris was working outside. He mm. comes in, starts doing stuff, and I'm starting to feel self-conscious because 
I'm enjoying the cheesiness. Mm -hmm. But then when that other person who doesn't enjoy it is in the room with you, you start to hear just how cheesy it is. And you, you don't get you, self-conscious. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But I do have Especially to say. I with Hallmark movies. I, I did see Maris like look at the camera, uh -oh. like like the TV. And he was kind of into the storyline a little. And he was like, I'd like to switch for a day. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you like this movie? And he was like, no. But I saw him look up at it a few times. So I've been enjoying it. And we've been putting some good crema. That's what we call it. We call Christmas crema. crema. Uh, crema content on our Instagram. And you know what? It ain't even December yet. No. So <laughs> get ready. <laughs> and this week was Thanksgiving. I know we didn't do like a weekend review at the beginning, but we did our own version of the Turkey Trot 5K oh, yeah. Thanksgiving morning. It's called the Full Waddle Full Throttle. It's the Waddle <laughs> Throttle. And we did it for the kids. Yes, we did. And it was very funny because whenever sister would go to the bathroom on the walk, I'd be like, it's for the kids. She's doing <laughs> it all for the kids. And we raised a lot of money. A couple nickels. Yeah. And honestly, we raised my my um, we raised money in the air <laughs> that was in our own hands. I was going to say we raised my heart rate so I could eat. <laughs> more thanksgiving food and not feel so bad about the calorie count although i do feel like how much we burned off on the 5k i ate in one bite of the macaroni and cheese casserole yeah, because we looked at it to make sure we did a 5k and we were so excited and then you looked at the calories and immediately crushed us yeah, I was because really thinking like, oh my gosh, if we do this 5K before Thanksgiving meal, we're, we're like <laughs> set for the week. It's going to like, <laughs> e it's our equilibrium. And and honestly. And then you were like, how much stuff I'm putting in this mac and cheese, we can have one bite. I can't tell you how much cheese <laughs> and heavy cream was in that, but it'll stop your heart. And it almost stopped mine if I hadn't done the 5K. She hasn't Full done one since. Full throttle. Ooh, okay, anyways. You guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. And we hope you tune in next week on Monday for another great episode. Oop. But until then, live party. party.